In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. I still want to tell you, it's not the time to quit. It's the time to put your hands up in the air and praise the Lord. It's time to praise the Lord. It's not time to quit because God has something wonderful for us, for you and for me, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's real. It's all about God working the Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus. That's what we're involved with, glorifying Jesus in word, in sacrament, and in the power of God. How we need to glorify the Lord. He doesn't need our glorification. We need to glorify God. We need to love him because he first loved us. We need to know that he hears and answers prayer, no matter what the prayer is. I love Zechariah and Elizabeth. They had stopped praying for a son because she had the change of life. She finished the change of life. And yet the prayer was ever before the throne of God that they prayed for a boy child. And so John the Baptist was the boy child. But that prayer, what they had done years before, was ever before the throne of God. Do you know that the prayers that you say and that you think and that you give to God, that they are before the throne of God right now? But they're not all answered yet. No, they're not all answered yet. It's time to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm looking at John's Gospel, the 12th chapter, six days before the Passover. The Passover was the greatest feast. Jesus came to Bethany, the house of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Oh, wow. Bethany was the place where Jesus went to relax with the friends, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. There they gave a dinner for him, and Martha served. That's the way it always was. Martha served. And Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Wouldn't you love to have been at that table that day? What would you have asked Lazarus? Lazarus, how was it? when you were dead? Where were you when you were dead? Oh, I want to know those things. You know, people have near-death experiences and they see a light and they follow the light. All of them do not follow the light. Some of them go to the left and go into a pit. The ones that have not given their life to Jesus. But there they gave a dinner for Jesus Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table. 
What's next? Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. This is love. This is the love of God flowing from Mary to Jesus. Let me tell you about the nard. It was in a, a clay box, and the only way to get into the nard was to break the box and use all the nard on the person you were blessing. And Mary used all the nard on Jesus. Another experience, Mary and Jesus smelled alike that day. How do I know? Because her hair was filled with the remnants of the nard. Mary took a pound of costly, costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? It was expensive. 300 denarii was expensive. Wasted on Jesus. Hallelujah. Do we waste our praises on Jesus? Do we sit and just say, I worship you, Lord. I praise you. I bless you. I honor you. I don't have spike nard, Lord, but I want to waste my praises on you. It's not waste. I want to send my praises on you. I want to sit by you, and I want to praise you, Lord, because you are worthy of praise. Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? Judas said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and he kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. So we have Judas as the person who steals. The Word of God says, the love of money is the root of all evil. It does not say money is the root of all evil. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. How do we go against that saying? By being generous to the poor. I got a call yesterday from Father Ilrich in Haiti, and he said the children were going hungry. The children were growing hungry. There was no food for them to eat. So how do I respond? We've got to send Ilrich money. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We've got to send Ilrich money. And we did that. We sent him $2,600 to feed the poor. Oh, yes, that'll go a long way. But you see, that's how you destroy loving money, by being generous. Very important, by being generous. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought this 
so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Oh, yes, we do not always have Jesus with us physically, but we have the Holy Spirit who glorifies Jesus, who makes Jesus present to us. We have the Holy Spirit, and we need the Holy Spirit. Verse 9, when the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there at Bethany, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Oh yeah, they came to see Jesus and Lazarus, who was raised from the dead. So what do they want to do? They want to kill Jesus, and they also want to kill Lazarus. He is the sign that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus has the power to raise people from the dead, even on the fourth day when the body should be corroding. Jesus did it on the fourth day. So the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death as well as Jesus, since it was a count of him that the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. I tell you, it's time for us to believe in Jesus, who raised Lazarus from the dead. I had someone here yesterday, and the life of this person was very difficult. And you know what I said about her? You're a miracle. You're a miracle. With all the things that you went through, and you give your life to Jesus, you're a miracle. I said, you don't have to look for any more miracles. You are a miracle. And I want you to know that. The person said, but I don't always feel connected to Jesus. Trust in him, whether you feel connected or not. He is with us, even unto the consummation of the world. He is in us because he's promised to love us till the end. So you don't feel his presence? Well, right now I'm not feeling his presence either, but I'm preaching and I'm telling you about him and I'm saying it's not about feeling, it's about trust. Trust in the Lord always. Rely not on your own understanding. Trust in him and let him be the desire of your heart and he will give you all things. That's real. That's real. The next day, the day after Jesus was anointed with the nard, the great crowd that had come to the festival of the Passover heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Still now, people will say that a Jewish next year Jerusalem for the Passover. Next year, Jerusalem for the Passover. And you know, Jerusalem swelled four or five times filled with people on these days. And it says, 
Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered all these things that had been written of him and had been done to him. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna to the Son of David. And the Word of God says, Then they remembered that these things had been written of him, Jesus, and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. We saw it. We unbound his cloths, strips of cloth. He told us to unbind him. We saw it. We know it. It was four days that he was dead. And we saw that Jesus raised him from the dead. We saw it. And we know it. For the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. Sign? Who can raise people from the dead? Who can give eyesight to the man born blind? Jesus. And he's given that power to the church. Thomas Aquinas, the great scholar, who loved Jesus with all his heart, said to his brothers, when you go to preach and they do not hear you, raise people from the dead. I tell you, not very many people are going to raise people from the dead. I remember Jack telling me many years ago that we should be raising people from the dead. And I remember saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now I believe that God has given us the power to raise people from the dead. Jack was right. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. I tell you, are you going after Jesus? Never mind the world, but are you going after Jesus? Because he's your love, because he's your delight, because he's your companion because you have him
and he has you. Are you going after Jesus? That's the word of God right now. Well, you know, I've had a hard life. I'm going to tell you, your life is as hard as you make it. Jesus wants to come into your life and heal the hardness of your heart. He wants to come into your life and do a new thing. You say, how do you know that? Because I know it. I know it because the Bible tells me so. Oh, yes. Verse 20. Now, among those who went up to worship at the Passover, at the festival, were some Greeks. These Greek people were Jewish people. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. I'm going to tell you that's the cry of every human being on the earth. We want to see Jesus. And how are we going to show them Jesus? Through our life and through our words. Oh, yes, people say words aren't important. They are important. The people who saw Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead came and said, I saw it. I, saw, I can testify to it. Sir, we want to see Jesus. That's my desire. You know, when I'm eating a hot fudge Sunday, what I'm really saying is, I want to see Jesus. That's the best. The hot fudge Sunday will go and come, but I want to see Jesus. That's what I'm really saying. So Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip sent and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. The hour has come. In Cana he said, My hour has not yet come. Now in the twelfth chapter of John, he says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified on the cross and in the resurrection. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus is the grain that went into the ground on the cross and in the tomb. You are the harvest I am the harvest, but if that grain did not die, we would not be the ones that are sharing the harvest. We are the harvest. Do you know that today? You don't feel like a harvest. I don't care how you feel like. This is real. We're talking A, B, C, real stuff that Jesus said, and he means it. He went into the ground and died and produced much fruit. You are that fruit. I am that fruit. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus is that fruit. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, 
there will be my servant also. Oh, yes, Anthony's going to Salem tonight. Where I am will be my servant also. Jesus will be with Anthony tonight. And where he is, the servant is with him. Oh, yes. And he goes there to preach the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. He's not preaching hell. He's not preaching sin. He preaches the love of God, that he would plant seeds that would die and bear fruit. This is real. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, they will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Are you serving Jesus today? Are you telling people about Jesus? Are you praising Jesus? Are you like Mary at his feet, uttering praises? We praise you, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we honor you, we adore you. You are the Lord. We need you. We want you. We love you. Oh, Jesus, we want to pour out our praises on your feet as Mary point, poured out the spikenard on your feet. Oh, yes, Lord. Verse 27. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this reason that I have come to this hour, the hour of crucifixion, the hour of glorification. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I will glorify it and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel was speaking to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of the world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men and women unto myself. I keep on saying this. When Jesus was on the cross, he drew all men and women from Adam and Eve till the last person to be born before his second coming. He drew us into himself. Now the judgment of the world, the ruler of this world, will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, Jesus, believe in the light, Jesus, so that you may become children of the light.
Do you believe in the light? Then you're a child of the light, a child of God. Praise God. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now is the time to worship the Lord. It is not the time to quit. Now is the time to be at his feet, pouring out our praises on him as Mary put out the spikenard on his feet. Oh, yes. Mary smelled like Jesus that day because the spikenard was in her hair. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.